Hello there, Christian. Hello, Talk and Fight fans around the world. Thank you for joining us in another episode uh, on boxing and specifically boxing at uh, Tokyo at the Olympics in 2021, July this year. And we've got some news, I believe, today, right? Yep. Nope. There's always news, Graham. All, All right. Always, <laughs> always, always news. Uh, I, before I can never, we go, never tell. Well, you know, I'm here, so there's news. So uh, before we jump right into boxing here on the games uh, themselves, uh, we've had a bit of an update here. The world's oldest person, a 118-year-old Japanese woman who we featured uh, a little story on a couple of weeks ago, has decided not to take part in the torch relay for Tokyo 2020 Olympics because of concerns about the coronavirus. An official at her nursing home uh, put out a statement on Wednesday saying, Cast, you know, this casts more shadow over an event which is already facing significant hurdles, including possible lockdown extensions. Kane Tanaka, who uh, is named in the Guinness Book of World Records as the oldest living person, was slated to be uh, one of the relay participants in uh, Fukuoka in the southern Japan. Uh, now, this was due to be on the 11th of May. Six people who have helped with the torch relay were diagnosed with COVID-19. And the Tokyo 2020 organizer has said on Sunday, uh, so far bringing the total number of cases involved with the relay event up to eight. So things still kind of plugging along in this relay event, but they're going to be taking it off the streets more and more. So we're going to be uh, seeing a little bit here, uh, much the same as what we've already seen in Osaka and other places. I think we're going to see this run in private parks. We're going to see fewer runners or there'll be, you know, trying to find volunteers as, you know, celebrities and uh, the noteworthy ads are starting to drop off of this list. So we'll keep you updated and, uh, with everything that's going on with that. But moving on into boxing itself, Canadian boxer Mandy Bujold has been denied an Olympic berth by the International Olympic Committee. Now, this was more than a week after she made her case as to why she should qualify for the Games. Bujold, as you guys will know, is one of Canada's most successful boxers with two Pan American titles and 11 national championships, but was left on the outside looking in after the IOC's qualifying process kept her out of the Olympic Games. Now, because the two qualifying events were cancelled, as you guys all know, due to the pandemic, the IOC went back to an 11-month time period between 2018 and 19, including three events to qualify boxers for the Games. And it was during this time that Bujold was pregnant and postpartum. Uh, she consistently ranked within the top four boxers in her weight class leading up to that time frame. Bujold, as, uh, as we've covered here on this before, has secured uh, legal representation to fight uh, to qualify for Tokyo, making her argument based on human rights inequity. Uh, Bujold says, today the IOC wrote to my lawyer indicating that it was not accepting the legal arguments raised in her letter of April 23rd. We now have, unfortunately, no choice but to pursue our legal challenge before the courts. So, uh, again, as we've mentioned before, Bujold has hired Sylvie Rodrigo, her friend and 28-year corporate litigator at Tories LLP in Toronto, to help in this fight. And they're arguing that female athletes should not be denied a spot in the Olympics due to having given birth. Rodrigo had delivered their argument to the IOC two weeks ago, as, and at the time, both her and Bujold were optimistic that the IOC would make what they felt was an easy decision. Bujold says, we gave the IOC the opportunity to step up and do the right thing for female athletes who took a brief break to have a child. 
The IOC's position is surprising, not only from a human, human rights perspective, but also in view of the multiple public statements that it's made recently with respect to its commitment to women in sport and gender equality, specifically in the context of the Tokyo Olympics. So, with less than three months to go now before the Olympics, Bujold and her legal team are up against a tight timeline, but they're not giving up with their next steps to include going to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Now, this is going to be a last-ditch last effort to get Bujold into the Games. Uh, she has said in past that she will be retiring after these Olympics, and it was her hope to podium at the Games before stepping away from the sport. So some unfortunate news for uh, for one of our hometown here. Uh, not surprising. We discussed this, you know, recently, and I don't think either one of us really expected the IOC to step up on this one. Um, they're going to need to see something in, the, in terms of like a class action with multiple athletes coming at them from all sides before we actually see any kind of meaningful change. But hopefully this at least sparks the debate. Uh, even if the Court of Arbitration for Sport doesn't go in Mandy's favor, hopefully at least sparks the debate. And by the time we're looking at the qualification process for Paris 2024, as well as other major tournaments that will be happening between now and then, you know, such as Pan Am, such as uh, Commonwealth in Birmingham next year, things like that. So hopefully we're opening the discussion at least to take a better look at how we qualify these people um, who are a postpartum or pregnant uh, during the qualification periods. So. We'll see what happens with that. And as always, guys, I will keep you guys updated as we hear more, because I doubt that we've heard the last from Mandy about this. And I doubt that we've heard the last from her legal team about this one. So I'll, I'm curious to see how this one's going to fall. And I'm sure you guys are, too. But moving on, moving on. Today is Cinco de Mayo. Feliz Cinco de Mayo, Graham. Not Mexican Independence Day, for those of you who don't know. It actually commemorates the Mexican Army's win over Napoleon III's forces at the Battle of Pueblo back in like 1868 or something like that. But it is a holiday. We are so we are going to take a look at a, uh, at a Mexican fighter today. We are because uh, This ties in a little bit with what you and I have been discussing over the past few weeks when it comes to not only the money that uh, either is or isn't there, for amateur athletes, as well as uh, exposure for these athletes if something like these games get canceled and what that can mean. And this all kind of tied in, so I thought we might take a look at this today. Because as we know, elite sports can be fickle and athletes often receive little attention for finishing second place. Now that used to be Esmeralda Falcon's story as well. But the uh, boxer's life changed in 2018 when she won the 60 kilogram title at the Central American and Caribbean Games in Barranquilla, Colombia. Subsequently, she finally received the scholarship offer she needed realistically to have a chance at qualifying for the Tokyo Olympic Games in 2021. She says, the medal changed my whole life because I had been selected to the national team since 2014, but had never been offered any support. The scholarship gave me the facilities I needed to study and train because I was also working before. It's also opened up new expectations and realities for me and made me believe that I had a better chance of reaching the Olympic Games. Now my work and determination can help me achieve these objectives. So Mexico has produced countless professional world champions as well as uh, Olympic champions uh, like Ricardo Delgado and Antonio Roldan, both, from, both at the Mexico City uh, 1968 Games. 
for example. So with 13 medals overall, it's actually their second most successful sport in Olympic history. So keeping that in mind, it may come as a bit of surprise, therefore, that since women's boxing was added to the Olympic program at London 2012, there have been no female competitors from Mexico to date. The sport has continued to grow since then, and Tokyo and the Tokyo Olympics will feature the most female boxers in history with five weight divisions, which is two more than we saw at Rio 2016. And it's also interesting to note, and you know, should be kept in mind that in Japan at these Olympics, Mexico's female boxers now at this point appear to be Mexico's best chance at actually uh, podium, uh, being on the podium. After a poor showing across the board at the 2019 Pan Am Games, Falcone and compatriot Brianda Cruz gave Mexico something to cheer about after both bringing home bronze medals, their only medals at those games, in boxing, that is. Falcone believes that disorganization and a lack of proper funding for her sport at home were partially, partially to blame for the disappointing results, saying, we cannot have high ambitions if they don't give us preparation, a decent international standard warm-up, my federation, my coach Oscar Valdez, and the mayor's office of uh, Hakimilco were the ones who supported us financially. If they hadn't, we would have had, we would not have had any representatives in this discipline. Now she was also given financial assistance for that particular tournament by professional Mexican boxer Mariana Barbie Juarez, who wanted to support a future female star as well. In September of uh, last year, she did contract COVID-19 along with six other members of her family and was hospitalized out of precaution due to being an asthmatic, but was back on her feet a few days later. So that obviously put a bit of a uh, bit of a hiccup in her training routine, but she got right back onto the horse, so to speak, and started training hard. Falcone wants to compete in Japan, she says, for something bigger than herself. While many boxers are obsessed with uh, personal glory and accolades, she wants to improve society, she says. She wants her victories to represent all women. She says every step that we take is going to benefit the next generation. To be recognized as females together and not just talented individuals. That's the goal. So she also won't cut any corners in her pursuit to reach the top of boxing. Regardless of what she does achieve in 2021, she wants to remain an amateur for at least another three years. Uh, she says of this, I want to compete in at least two Olympic cycles. Some say that I've arrived late to boxing, but I believe that I arrived at just the right time. Yes, I want to try to be a professional, but that would be won't come until after Paris 2024. So it's a boxer to keep an eye out for, Graham, and I think she's going to do big things. She's going to have her work cut out for her, though, as uh, heavily favored in uh, that her weight category is going to be Beatrice Ferreira out of, uh, out of Brazil who at this point in time is going to be the, is, is heavily favored to uh, to go gold in this one. But I would not be surprised to see Esmeralda Falcone and Beatrice Ferreira in the end, in the, sorry, in the end of that uh, gold medal, gold medal bout. There we go. Just had a moment there at the very end. Brain went offline briefly. That's all right. It's Cinco de Mayo. I'm sure you've had a few tequilas. Only one. I've got stuff I got to do today, but I do have I do have some carnitas in the slow cooker. It'll be good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. The interesting thing about what you're saying is, is uh, as I'm listening, is I'm sure everyone else who's listening says to themselves, you know, the one thing you have to appreciate about these Olympic competitors in any sport, they have vision. Like I have no idea where I'm going to be in four years' time. Yeah. Let alone let alone four months from now. 
In a nicer weeks. studio. A nicer studio. Lockdown ended in, in a nicer studio is the answer. <laughs> I was going to say, let alone four hours from now. But anyway, um, you know, you, you got to hand it to these uh, young men and women uh, who have the vision to stick to their plan and uh, who want to compete not only in these Olympics, but the next Olympics, if they so choose. But uh, this whole the, the COVID thing, this pregnancy issue, women's rights, yada, yada. Wow, mind-blowing stuff when you consider how much dedication, how much commitment is involved in, in competing for an Olympic sport. So that's what was going through my mind when, when uh, you were talking. Yeah, and, I know, and we do spend a lot of time, a fair amount of time, at least on uh, at least in this segment, uh, talking about female athletes. Uh, and I don't think that's right. And, that, and one of the big reasons for that is the fact that that's where the news is right now with respect to uh, Olympics and Olympic boxing. This is, you know, that that's where the news stories are coming because they are newer to the game. Um, you know, not training, not fighting, but being allowed to participate. Uh, you know, getting a seat at the table, as it were. They are they are new to at the table, and so this is where we are seeing new talent coming out where we where we were unaware of it before. But we're also seeing new challenges that are affecting the sport as a whole. And as we start to see this sport from the female perspective, which is not a lens that we've been given in the past kind of thing. So that's where a lot of the news is coming from these days. And that's one of the reasons why we do cover uh, female athletes so frequently on this show, on this segment. And I would direct your attention in that regard to our comments section, uh, where we were being advised to uh, have a look at the Czech Republic and uh, one of the British competitors there, Lauren Price, who I think we've mentioned uh, and mm -hmm. her uh, potential. I'm sure uh, we just mentioned that. Lauren briefly in uh, we talked about who was going to be uh, uh, sorry, who was the Great Britain team headed to uh, Tokyo. We mentioned last week. So I think Lauren was mentioned on that or the female on Friday. That's what it was on Friday. We talked about the female competitors headed to Tokyo from the great from Great Britain. I'm back. Right. <laughs> it's one of those days, man. The brain's moving just half a tick faster than the mouth or slower than the mouth. See <laughs> on that note. Uh, good luck to Lauren Price and all the competitors over there in the Czech Republic. It's going to be a fantastic tournament. I'm sure Christian will have a wrap-up for us uh, tomorrow. And uh, that about does us for today, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And thank you. Good listenership, good viewership. We'll see you tomorrow.